Hello and welcome to Mouse in the Mitten Trivia Pod, a podcast where you can test your Disney trivia knowledge over a variety of topics. My name's Court and I will be your host. Our game will consist of five rounds of six questions, covering everything from your basic Disney knowledge to some unknown facts. Each question is worth one point unless otherwise noted. Make sure you follow us here on YouTube, over on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and let us know what is your score. And hey, if you are planning a Disney vacation coming up real soon and you need a little bit of help trying to figure everything out, do not hesitate to let me know. You can email me at mouseinthemitten at gmail.com. Would love to help you get everything set up. Would love to make your vacation as magical as it can be. But today we are here as well for trivia. So let's get started and good luck. And as is tradition, when we get into August, it is perfect timing to talk about one thing and one thing only, and that is Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. If you didn't hear, last week we started the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Got to see some of the cool things they have this year, some of the weird food they have. And, of course, it's a tradition that is just a lot of fun. But, yes, I understand we are in August. But Mickey and his friends have decided to start celebrating Halloween early down in Disney World. And we're going to have a little bit of fun with the spookiest party that Disney throws year in and year out. I will say my sister-in-law was just out in Disney as they were starting to put up all the fall pumpkins and everything else like that. And she was there in July. She said it was weird, but you know, at the same point, you know, fall vibes, it's always a good time. So here we go. Question number one, what is the parade that corresponds with Mickey's not so scary party that has villains, the headless horseman and graveyard workers showing off some fancy shovel work? Question number two, What Nightmare Before Christmas couple can you meet during Mickey's Not-So-Scary? Question number three. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party was a response to what theme park and and the start of their own Halloween party? Question number four. What movie characters are the inspiration for Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle's costumes? Question number five. What other Disney park has their own Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? And question number six. Within two years, when was the very first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? I'm going to give you a few seconds, try to come up with those answers, and then I will return. Let's get you some answers here to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. So, question number one. What is the parade that corresponds with Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party that has the Headless Horseman, some graveyard worker showing off some fancy shovel work, has some villains in it. It's a lot of fun. Depending on who you talk to, this is one of their favorite parades. That is the Boo to You Parade. That's the whole Boo to You boo to you so it's a fun parade a lot of i love seeing that parade it's just a lot of fun plus you get to see some characters that you don't know that you don't normally see in a parade 
Question number two, what nightmare before Christmas couple can you meet during the not so scary Halloween party? That is of course, Jack and Sally. Now, Jack does kick off the fireworks show. They have this giant Jack ceiling. It's really, really cool. It's about, I think they said it's about 10 feet tall. It's just, it's, it's huge. It's really cool to see. And it's something that's newer to the party. Question number three, Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party was a response to what theme park and the start of their own Halloween party? That is, of course, if you know that this is down in Disney World, you know the answer there is Universal Studios. Now, while we think about these Halloween parties as being, you know, just a lot of fun in corresponds to, you know, the Halloween season, everything else like that, definitely Mickey's Not So Scary is geared more towards families, whereas Universal is geared more towards, you know, teens and young adults. So if you're planning on going to um, Orlando this time of year and until the end of spooky season and you're trying to figure out which one to go to keep that in mind if again if you need a little help let me know question number four what movie characters are the inspiration for Minnie, Daisy and Clarabelle's costumes hopefully the fact that there are three of them gave you the hint that it, you got to think about a three there that is of course Hocus Pocus Question number five, what other Disney park has a, has their own version of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? It's been a few years since they've had it, but technically the other park was Disneyland Paris. Now, Oogie Boogie Bash, that is out in Disneyland. That will have its own set of questions coming up here in a few weeks if you want to get ahead and start studying a little bit. But the other Disney park that had another their own version of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, that was Disneyland Paris. Last but not least, within two, what was the year that Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party started? That was 1995. So in order to get the point, you would have had to say between 1993 and 1997. Personally, I really cannot wait to get down there and see everything that is involved with the Mickey's Not-So-Scary. It's just a fun time and a lot of really cool fireworks, a lot of really cool parades, and a lot of really, really creative costumes. All right, let's move in now to our round number two. Round number two is our fast facts round. This round is filled with some simple questions that have some really simple answers. Today's category is charted Disney songs. So for this round, what you're gonna, what's gonna happen is I'm gonna tell you the name of a song and the movie that it came from. This song did appear on the Billboard Hot 100. All you have to do is tell me the artist that took it there. So let's have a little bit of fun with this one. So question number one, The Climb from Hannah Montana, the movie. Question number two, can you feel the love tonight from the Lion King? Question number three, let it go from Frozen. Question number four, life is a highway from Cars. Question number four, someday from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. And question number six, Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Now remember, all of these songs at one point or another did chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Now for some of these, the artist who actually sang that song in the movie brought it to the Billboard Hot 100 and they got credit for that. In other cases, they did not. It was someone else. So let's go through these answers. So question number one. The Climb from Hannah Montana, the movie, that is, of course, Miley Cyrus. Question number two, can you feel the love tonight from The Lion King? That is Elton John. So again, question number one was an example of the actor bringing that song to the Billboard Hot 100. The answer to question number two is an example of the person who wrote it. 
bringing it to the Hot 100. Question number three, let it go from Frozen. That is from Idea Manzel. She's the one who brought it to the Billboard Hot 100. And let it go might make an appearance later on in today's show. Question number four, life is a highway from Cars. That is Rascal Flatts. Just, that's just an example of a song that wasn't sung by anyone in a movie, but at the same point was still in the movie and still the, the music video is all Cars themed. So we, we'll tie those two together. Next one, Someday from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. That is all for one. Now, I have a theory. It's kind of a running theory. I don't know how true it is, but I have a theory that there's some artists that once they hook on to Disney, something just happens. An example of this is all for one. This is not the best known all for one song, but they hooked on to Disney shortly after I Swear came out. And they kind of have fallen off since then. So I, I have a whole theory that's that's for another episode, another time. And last but not least, Beauty and the Beast from the movie of the same title. We're not looking for Angela Lansbury here. We're looking for Pablo Bryson and Celine Dion. So if you've seen the live action remake, there is a new song in Beauty and the Beast that is performed by Celine Dion. That is the tie in there, Celine Dion was this was kind of her first big break with Beauty and the Beast when it came out and singing that song. And they tied it in to her singing the original song on the live action Beauty and the Beast. So a little bit of a tie in, a little bit of connection there as well. All right, moving on now to round number three. And of course, round three is our connecting the circles round. This round will have five questions that may or may not be Disney related, but the answers do relate to each other in some way through Disney. The sixth question will be the connection between those five answers. So of course, first five questions may or may not be Disney related, but again, all those answers, somehow they're tied back into Disney. That's what question number six is. You got to figure out how they are all tied in. So let's start with question number one. What country is where the Nobel Peace Prize is handed out? Question number two. What country has the Autobahn? Question number three. What country can we thank for pasta, some great sauces, and some awesome cheese? Question number four. What country will host the Summer Olympics in 2024? Question number five. What country decided to leave the European Union in an effort known as Brexit? And question number six is what is the connection? If you listen carefully, Milo might have been giving you some answers in Morris Code as he was itching his ear. But I'm going to give you some music and then I will return with those answers. Let's connect those circles here. So question number one, what country is where the Nobel Peace Prize is handed out? That is handed out each year in Norway, specifically Oslo, Norway, which is the capital. Question number two, what country has the Autobahn? That is Germany. Question number three, what country can we thank for pasta, some great sauces, and of course, some awesome cheeses? That is, of course, Italy. Question number four is what country will host the Summer Olympics in 2024? That is 
France, specifically Paris, France. And question number five is what country decided to leave the European Union in an effort known as Brexit, that is the United Kingdom. So you had answers such as Norway, Germany, Italy, France, and the United Kingdom, while those are of course the countries in the world showcase from Europe down in Epcot. Hopefully you're able to figure that out. Again, hopefully you said more than just European countries. Yes, they all have had Disney princesses that have been from those countries as well. But at the same point, we're looking for something a little bit deeper than that one. And that one in this case is countries in the world showcase from Europe. Continuing on now, we are going to go into our round number four. And of course, round number four is traditionally held as our movie anniversary round. This week, we are going to celebrate the anniversary of the Clone Wars movie. While it is not the best movie in this series, there are some important through lines that come out of this movie. So we're going to celebrate a good movie and a fantastic franchise. Now, next week, we are going to talk about a very classic movie and an anniversary that is going to be a fun one next week. But this week, we are going to focus in on the Clone Wars. So question number one. What franchise is tied into the Clone Wars? Question number two. In between what episodes do the Clone Wars primarily unfold? Question number three. What was the name of the Supreme Chancellor of the Galactic Republic during the Clone Wars? Question number four. What were the clones created for and used during the Clone Wars? Question number five. Who is the Jedi General known for leading the Grand Army of the Republic on the battlefield during the Clone Wars? And question number six. What event marks the official end of the Clone Wars? All right, I'm going to give you a little bit of music and then I will return with those answers. All right, let's get you some answers here on the Clone Wars. So question number one. What franchise is tied into the Clone Wars? Well, that is, of course, Star Wars. You don't know how hard it was to write these next five questions without using the words Star Wars in it. Question number two, in between what episodes do the Clone Wars era, era primarily unfold? Well, they unfold during episode two and episode three. They kind of tie those two together, and they have a through line that we are that we see as part of episodes four, five, and six as well. Question number three, who was the name of the Supreme Chancellor of the Galactic Republic during the Clone Wars? Well, that was Palpatine, who later revealed themselves to be Darth Sidious. And then, of course, everything that happens after that. Question number four, what were the clones created for and used for during the Clone Wars? Well, they were created as soldiers for the Galactic Republic's Grand Army of the Republic, and they used them to just fight all the battles for him. It was easy to be able to kind of keep cloning them, to be able to keep that wave of army going there. Question number five, who is the Jedi Grand General known for leading the Grand Army of the Republic on the battlefield during the Clone Wars? That is, of course, Anakin Skywalker. And then later, Obi-Wan joined him and led that same army as well. 
And then question number six, what events marked the official end of the Clone Wars? The Clone Wars officially ended with the rise of the Galactic Empire and the execution of Order 66 as depicted in Episode 3. So that is the through line that ties everything together. And then, of course, that is the end of the Clone Wars. And you can see that as well, not only in the movies, but the TV show that spun off of that as well. All right, let's move into our final round this week. And this round is titled Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. We're going to finish today's game with a little bit of music, similar to how we did last week. But this week, we're going to talk a little bit more about the people that write them. If you have not heard of Robert and Kristen, yeah, you have. Similar to how we talked about Alan Menken a few weeks ago, how we have maybe you don't know exactly who he is, but you've heard of their his music. Robert and Kristen are the same way. You may not know who they are, but you definitely, definitely know their music. And they've written some of the most recent iconic Disney music of the more iconic Disney movies. So let's get started with question number one. Robert and Kristen were well known in the entertainment industry, but gained worldwide fame after their song from Frozen won an Academy Award and a Grammy. What song did they write that won those awards and so, so many more? Question number two. They also wrote the music for what Pixar movie about the Day of the Dead? Question number three. Robert Lopez got his big break when he helped to co-create what Tony-winning musical about a religious reading and those who go door to door? Question number four. Robert and Kristen have won an EGOT. What are the awards that spell out EGOT? Question number five. In 2006, the first musical that Robert and Kristen wrote together debuted at Animal Kingdom and recently has had a song that has gone viral on TikTok. What is the name of that musical? And question number six. What Tony-winning musical was written by Robert Lopez and features singing Muppets? All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds of music, try to come up with those answers, and then I will return. wrap up today's game and get you some answers here about Robert and Kristen Lopez and all the work that they've done for Disney already and I foresee a lot of work coming from them in the future. So question number one, Robert and Kristen were well known in the entertainment industry but gained worldwide fame after their song from Frozen won an Academy Award and a Grammy. What song did they write that won those awards and so so many more? That is of course let it go. I told you it was going to come back around, and there it is. Question number two, they also wrote the music for what Pixar movie about the Day of the Dead? They wrote all the music for Coco. So, yeah, they wrote Remember Me. They wrote all the music for that, but Remember Me was the one they got an award for as well. Question three, Robert Lopez got his big break when he helped to co-create what Tony-winning musical about a religious reading and those who go door-to-door. That is The Book of Mormon. Question number four, Robert and Kristen have won an EGOT. 
What are the awards that spell out EGOT? That is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Only a few have won it, and Lin-Manuel was, he's very close. Lin-Manuel will win one soon. He is only missing, I believe, he is missing his Oscar to be able to form that EGOT. We all thought he was going to get it from Encanto. Unfortunately, he did not. He'll get it soon. Don't worry. Question number five, in 2006, the first musical that Robert and Christian wrote together debuted at Animal Kingdom and a recent song, recently, a song from that show has gone viral on TikTok. What is that musical? That is Finding Nemo, the musical. If you have seen the trend of Where's My Dad? That's from that musical. They wrote all the music for it. It was the first work that they did together for Disney. And last but not least, question number six, what Tony-winning musical was written by Robert, Robert Lopez and features singing Muppets? That is Avenue Q. Fun little musical, highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. So again, if you have not heard of Robert and Kristen, again, you have, you just didn't know they were behind some of the most iconic recent Disney music. All right, I want to thank you for tuning in this week. Again, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you following, subscribing, everything else like that. I will return next Thursday with more questions and more fun. Make sure you're following us on Apple. Make sure you select to automatically download. If Apple isn't your thing, make sure you subscribe everywhere else. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube. Let me know in the comments, hey, what was your score? Make sure you also click that bell for notifications. And hey, if you can, leave a five-star review wherever you can, a plus, a thumbs up, you know, whatever it is. You can also find us on social media at Mouse in the Mitten on YouTube. YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on TikTok. And again, hey, if you are planning on going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, you want to go down there for Christmas, you want to plan a Disney vacation, do not hesitate to let me know. I'd love to be able to help you plan it. You can email me at mouseinthemitten at gmail.com. Would love to help you get set up and get you all taken care of. Well, hey, that's all we have for today. My name's Court. The dog's name is Milo. I appreciate you tuning in, and I will see you next week.